This is the Context Podcast sponsored by Proofgeist. I'm your host, Jeremy Brown. Often there is a discussion in our community about which technologies to learn and which to use in our development process. Do you stick with FileMaker only or do you use other technologies and apps? I invited Ernest on to discuss this very topic and the answer is you do you. FileMaker has expanded its capabilities beyond what was possible back in the early FileMaker days, and that is one reason to expand our toolset. But FileMaker was back then and is powerful even now to exclusively handle most business problems. So one can spend her time in FileMaker completely or pick up tools that connect to and embed in a FileMaker app. Ernest has great wisdom in this and reminds me, hey, we're all in this together. Those that stick with FileMaker and those that include other tech are part of the same community. So we can work together and support each other even as we work to solve client problems. Hey, Ernest, welcome to the Context Podcast. How are you today? (laughs) Well, Jeremy, how are you? Doing good, uh, doing good. This is your um, second time on the podcast, first time as um, the, the combined company Proofgeist. So glad to uh, glad to get you on, and you've been um, working hard. You know, we're almost up to what we we just crossed three months actually, or no, February, March, April. We're we're, yeah. we're a little over two months <laughs> into into our new company. How's it? How's everything going with that? Well, uh, you tell me. How how do you feel? <laughs> How's everything going from your point of view? Well, I th- you know I think we're uh, I think we're humming along. I I know when my paychecks are coming, and I know how to now submit expenses, and <laughs> That's good. I know I know how to get days off. So yeah, things are things are good. And I like I actually you know I've I think Todd has said this to me a couple times before. You know, Jeremy, you like structure, and we're developing a lot of structure, and that's that's really good. Um, how does that how does that overall feel to you? Because I know, you know, I know. I think when you were when it was just the proof group, you 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 were you had a little bit more loose of a structure, right? But we're firming things up a little bit more. Is that bad or good? What do you think of that? Yeah, so I, you know, I think it's I think it's going really well, Jeremy, and I think I'm I'm really excited about the future, and I think it's it's been a short two and a half, almost three months. Um, there's a lot of work to do. We have a lot of work in front of us, and yes, it does feel like we are building a whole new company, not just merging two um, smaller companies. So I think in terms of structure, you know, I think when you're a team of six, ten whatever that number is, you have a lot of flexibility to do things and paint outside of the lines and um, be a little bit more flexible and be a little bit more loose. But I think that as you grow, it's really important that we find ways to communicate how we do things and mm-hmm. how we grow and, and how how we operate. And you know that gets expensive if every new idea or new process or new uh, business needs to go through uh, this constant churn of back and forth and communication. You know, so I think it's not so much that we're trying to, you know, get more structure for structure's sake. I really think that's about improving the way we communicate. So that mm-hmm. that the 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 main things that we used to be able to do as a small team, we should have this intimate sense of knowing what everyone is doing and what everyone's thinking. You know, that we are able to kind of replicate that at scale. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Well, like I said, I like structure. Teacher yeah. for 15 years, you kind of live or die by structure in your classroom, right? So, or lack of that. So, well, but, but that's instructive though, because I was a teacher too, right? I and mean, the structure is there to facilitate our ability to really work at a high um, velocity at, at, a, at a high level. Yep. Yeah. Right. Without that, then we're constantly going. Well, what do I do today? What do I do tomorrow? Like you're not focused on the important things. You just focus on the things that you have to do to actually get to the work that you have to do. Yep. You know. So I think that I think that kind of structure is really important. You know, to have schedules, to to have to, to know when the bell rings, to know when lunch is. You know. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You know, to to know what the lesson plans are, so that you can kind of execute on that. Now, again, I I think those constraints are really about creating space for us to focus on the things that are most important and most valuable, not, not the other way around. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Otto. When you work in a development environment that involves a dev and production server, you need to deploy the files in a logical and consistent and secure manner. And it's tough to do this manually. Though we as developers have done it for many years, you no longer have to. Otto does all the deployment work automatically. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Auto and its accompanying auto migrator file allows you to deploy a feature-rich file to the production environment with a couple clicks of a button. Whether scheduled or on the fly, these migrations happen with small files and even very large files. Auto works this way. It first backs up the production file and then closes it. It clones the developer version and then transfers the dev version to the production server. Then it performs a data migration, and finally it opens up the new production file. With Auto Migrator 2.0 and Auto 2.43, the latest versions, you can upload one file to multiple servers at one time. Auto, automatic server-to-server -server file migration. Yeah, it, speaking of that, it seems like the it seems like the structure that we're building here is actually helping us to live out what we say we believe as a, as a, as a company. Um, our ethos page on the proof guy site has a lot of statements that tells us, you know, who we are and tells the world who we are. And in my mind, like you, you said that the structure helps to, to free up time for us to actually do what's important and to be one team, right? One of our, one of our statements is we are one team. There's no such thing as a one person job. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's uh, that's that's new as we as we have grown. We're starting to have to actually work together and, and be a team to get things done. And structure really helps with that. So, um, yeah, well, you know, speaking of the ethos, why don't you just talk to us about um, for a minute here about Proofgeist what you see as a as your vision for it moving forward. You have two companies that were had some different um, trajectories and, but had a lot more in common. Where are we going as a, as one company? Yeah. I, th I think that we are, well, proof and guys separately before uh, I sort of think of us as two ships um, that were kind of sailing in the right direction, the same direction for the most part. And from time to time we would kind of pull alongside each other and, and check each other out and say, Hey, you know how you doing? And, Obviously, Todd and I have known each other for years, and so we've had much deeper conversations about big ideas and, and future thinking stuff and whatnot. So bottom line here is that I think we're actually very much aligned, and we are really aligned around this idea that as a combined company, we're kind of radically focused on solving the right problems so that people and companies and organizations can do the things that they do best. Um, you know, we want to help people be amazing, you know, to to be alive, to, to feel like they're really unlocking their full potential and achieving the, the, their maximum aspirations um, for, their, for their team, for their company, for their organization, whatever that container is, right? And we think that where we can contribute is where the intersection of people, technology, and problems and systems um, kind of coincide, right? I think we can make an impact in helping people uh, write the right tools, build the right systems, create the right platforms um, to help them grow, to help them do their best work. You know, so I don't think that vision is different. You know, I think that's basically what Proof and Guys were trying to do just separately until until now. So I think, you know, on our ethos page, if you look, we say we're different than any technology company out there. And I kind of chuckle at that because it's a little bit, you know, tongue, tongue in cheek. Um, but, but I think I hold that really close to my heart, right? I, I think that the idea is that we want to be unequivocal about this core principle that we are foremost focused on solving the right problems. You know, you, you you said you said a lot of words here, but I haven't at all heard the word FileMaker yet. Um, I don't see it on our <laughs> on our ethos page. And you use the word radically focused on solving the right problems using, and I think you you know use use technology to to solve problems. So, 
why why don't what's what's up with that word technology versus uh, instead of filemaker? Well, first I'll say that we are an, an exceptional filemaker team. Oh, okay, good. So, so don't 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 get me wrong there, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, we are a filemaker. Yes, okay. <laughs> well, we are we are more than a filemaker team. Obviously, you know, we have a team of people. Um, some of us are uh, amazing filemaker developers, and we have an amazing uh, web dev, React, backend, Python, Django. Um, team we have people who are experts on infrastructure and devops it's a full stack organization so it's not a filemaker only organization and frankly the problems that we solve are not just filemaker problems yeah um, they are you know if you, if you look at where claris is going you know claris is not a filemaker company themselves. I mean, yes, Falmic is a core component, but there's Connect, there all kind of, all kinds of interesting and new things coming out. You know, so in 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 the same way, you know, I think that Proof Guys is a technology company. Filemaker is a major component of what we do, but it's not only mm-hmm. a component of what we do. Coming from my background and coming from what I've how I've worked at various shops and with Todd and now with with you and Todd together. I've never had a problem with using the word technology to solve problems, right? It's just sure. it's just the whole point of a client coming to someone is to solve a business problem. In the FileMaker world, the, the world that we um, are in in the community, go to the conferences, we tend to use FileMaker by default to solve problems. And we hear all the techniques that we've we've seen in blog posts and in, you know, in, in presentations have been FileMaker oriented because that's the platform that we, we spend our time in, at least in conferences in the community. But what you're saying is technology is just there to solve problems. We are one of the companies that uses whatever technology we need to, to solve clients' problems. Just a little bit on that. I mean, I don't want to, give the impression that we are so technology agnostic that we don't care at all what tools we choose. And I think we okay. do care. I think we, we choose FileMaker because it is a really important tool in our tool set and our toolkit, right? We, we are intentional about choosing the stack that we, that we have. The stack is, is, is not just FileMaker, but, but FileMaker is, it's is there because we're making space intentionally for it to be there. Just like React is there because we're making space for it to be intentionally okay. there. Saying yes to something is saying no to something else, right? So we in the, in in the limited time and space that we have on this planet, we have to make choices. So just to be clear, you know, we are saying uh, an absolute yes to FileMaker. Uh, we're also saying yes to a few other things that, that's out there. I think that the question you may be trying to ask is, you know, is this concept of native FileMaker or FileMaker only uh, something that is an idea that we subscribe to, or how, how do we feel about that? Right. Yeah, you're right. That's the question that I wanted to want to get to and to ask. But I also am curious: is is our companies going to survive? We maybe we can get to this later on, but are companies wise to choose? a diverse technology stack um, rather than just focus on one of them, rather than just in our case, focus on FileMaker. Um, that just popped into my head as you talked about mm-hmm. how we are doing it. And I've, I've interviewed other CEOs of companies. I've, I've know, you know, other companies there, they have different branches. Is that a, is that a proper way to go nowadays? Um, well, it's tricky. I think, I think you can be really successful by being extremely focused on a, a very f- few things. And I, I think it's true that it's very easy to be so diluted that you're not good at anything. Yeah. Right? So I think companies that are jack of all trades, uh, uh, whether they're a consulting team or a dev shop that's you know, basically just selling programming services and they claim they can, you know, sometimes on LinkedIn, you can see these things, right? Where PHP and then there's like a, a thousand other 
technologies that they throw in front of you, by the time you're done, they you feel like they can do everything and then nothing at the same time. So I think I think I'm not sure I subscribe to that idea. Like I don't I don't think that that from a business perspective, uh, being everything to everybody uh, is necessarily the yeah. right way of positioning yourself. But I think that's in some ways kind of a marketing question and and maybe a philosophical question for me and for proof guys. I I do think that there is a balance between being too narrowly focused and being too diluted in your attention. You know, and 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 the challenge here is how do you create a team that can be exceptional in the areas that you choose. And I th- that's not easy, obviously. You know, it's not easy to find really awesome pharmacy developers and pharma and backend engineers and you know consultants and have them harmoniously kind of live and work from the same organization. So, um, is so moving forward and and what we're what we're doing in the short term, um, Ernest? Are we a um, we're a filemaker shop and a React shop? Is that correct? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, I think that we are a, sh- a, a team that has really exceptional FileMaker capabilities, really good React and JavaScript and front-end web uh, development experience, and we're continually we're continuing to improve and expand that. Um, but obviously, web's a big space, right? There's front-end, there's back-end work, and then there's just a lot of the stack is really deep. So, you know, just to be a front end React dev is good, but we also need back end expertise and capabilities. Uh, uh, we need some DevOps and infrastructure stuff. But I think, I think the way to think about it is that we are in the business of building amazing experiences and the core tools that we bring to the party are FileMaker and web technologies, front-end technologies centered around things like React. Now, mm-hmm. there are a lot of adjacent complementary capabilities that are potentially needed. We don't necessarily uh, specialize in every single aspect of that stack. You know, So it's a question of degree and emphasis more than it's a question of familiarity and, and comfort. I would say, for example, on the proof side, you know, we have some pretty deep experience in, in sort of backend stuff with Python and Django. And then the great thing with the 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 proof guys combined team is that we have complemented that with a lot of front-end experience. But I'll say that our backend or front-end experience is not dogma, right? It's not like, you know, this is we're gonna die on this component technology hill or we're gonna die on Django as a platform, you know, and we're going to take that to our grave because, you know, it's Django or never, right? It's not that at all. <laughs> it's, a, it's giving us a tool set and framework to do some amazing things. And as things change and evolve, we are continuing, you know, we continue to kind of reassess that. But the core idea is that we want to build apps and tools and systems and workflows that allow businesses to really operate at a very, very high level. Right. When when those businesses come to you to to ask for you know our consulting, see if we fit with them, mm-hmm. are they are they more interested in the problem to be solved, or are they more interested in the technology to be used? I think that sometimes we hear problem we we hear these requests in terms of the technology. Right, so people will often come to us and say, "Hey, I found you on X Y Z podcast, right?" <laughs> and and, and mm-hmm. we have a filemaker problem, or we have a JavaScript add-on component, and can you help us f- solve that uh, a problem? And can can you help us kind of solve that? So it is true that we still get work, and we continue to get work based on specific technologies or specific techniques or specific, you know, um, uh, technical problems. Because frankly, you know, both, so the, the combined team's history and experience um, 
naturally lends itself to that kind of profile and that that kind of um, um, interest, right? And people, if, I'll take a simple example, you know, doing party model stuff in FileMaker. Well, between Dave and Corn and myself and everybody else on the team, like, you know, we've basically have been the champions of this idea, right? So when people want to uh -huh. do party model problems in FileMaker, well, it makes sense that they will call us, right? That is almost always the starting point, but it's not ever the real problem, right? It's that may be the entryway to talking about the real problem that, that's in front of them, but the real problem is often not like a technical issue. It's not a technology platform issue. Like the real problem is not a file make a form problem or a React component problem. The real problem is that there is a business problem or a, 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 a human <laughs> problem, if you will, uh, that is driving you know, their question, right? And I think it's really important that we keep coming back to that. So yes, we can bring lots of firepower, lots of capabilities, lots of, lots of technical chops to solve some of the hardest problems in React and FileMaker and JavaScript and whatever, right? But it's easy to get lost in that if we're not focused on why those problems are there to begin with. Again, I'm not part of the sales process too much. And you're reminding me that people have actually come to us because of the add-ons or because we have done some JavaScript stuff out in the community. But I think, I guess I had this ideal representation in my head of people wanting their business problems solved and not knowing exactly which technology stack to use. Mm -hmm. Um it's true, probably people who have FileMaker licenses already will probably come to us and ask for us mm -hmm. to build onto their existing system or or something. But if you're if you're working with a company that's doing all things in paper, um, like we hear all the time about FileMaker stories, you know, they they they're coming to us with their problems. Here's my inventory system, it's in this Excel Excel spreadsheet or it's on paper. You know, I'm interviewing Colleen today, who also who who did something awesome with a bookseller, right? And they mm -hmm. had all this subscription stuff written down on paper, and she mm -hmm. put it into a, a a custom app. So, I guess my my question is, like, they they're interested in solving this problem, and we as a development shop will look at what their problems are and possibly recommend the technology for them. Is that is that what is that part of what we do as well? Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely right. I mean, Jeremy, I, I think that that often people come to us because you know the problem isn't say a FileMaker problem or a yeah. a QuickBooks problem or whatever, right? The problem is, hey, I need this information to go to X team, and I don't know how to do that, or my parents are unhappy because they can't see their latest statements or invoices, and we have a complicated way of generating that, and we don't know what to do, right? So, I mean, we then have a duty to say, well, who are the users? What is the what is the experience that we're trying to create, and how do we bring the best? How do we craft best experience uh, to address that problem within the constraints that you know we have in front of us? So, the tech then, the technology stack then, is informed by those questions, not the other way around. Yeah. Would would we ever recommend someone based on their business problems and our knowledge of the solutions? Would we recommend Airtable or yeah? Any I've other? done that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. yeah absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think. I mean, we're not Airtable company, so I we we can refer to to other partners and friends and whatnot who who are good at that kind of stuff, right? That's not our core focus. That's not our, our core business. But yeah, I, I think yeah, I think it's really important to make sure that we're not the, we're not like the tail wagging the dog in this, right? That we that we're not we don't have a hammer and then everything is a nail. I think that's really dangerous. A lot of discussion in the community is about about which stack to choose is licensing cost. And I'm just curious from your perspective, from your experience, 
is that real? I mean, how, how important is that to, to people when it, when, you know, when you're looking at a FileMaker license, which I don't know, for five users is close to a thousand dollars a year or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and Airtable is free to, to just choose two oft cited examples. Is that really a big concern for people or are they, or are they interested in just whatever is the best to solve the problems that they're facing? Well, I think that if you lined up FileMaker against other low-code platforms, um, there are others that are much, much more expensive. And, yeah. and from a pricing licensing standpoint, um, I don't feel like FileMaker or Claris is doing a bad job. And I, obviously, I think that uh, the market is very big and we probably need to look at uh, different types of licensing options to increase the market share and increase the way developers come into the system, but I don't think that for me, you know, it, it, the, the question isn't whether FileMaker is too expensive or too cheap, or Claris is too expensive or too cheap, you know, or Airtable is too expensive or too cheap. Right? I don't think I don't I don't, I don't think that's really the important question. For me, it's mostly about whether or not the value proposition is correct. Right, that do people can 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 is the price does the price represent the kind of value that people hope to get out of the platform, and are they uh-huh. properly served by that? Um, so I'll say that there are lots of Airtable customers that shouldn't be FileMaker customers, and probably vice versa. Right, I think you reach a point uh, in your business perhaps where FileMaker just gives you the kind of power and flexibility that you just cannot have in FileMaker, in, in Airtable or, or other things. Um, so it, it gets to that level, really. You know, it's not, a, it's not an Apple to Apple, Apples to Apples kind of comparison. So it's not. So, you know, I, I see a lot of the, those discussions in the community and I don't know how to respond because I've never had to pay for a license. Obviously <laughs> I, I have been working at companies that have them for me to develop for our clients. Right. But mm-hmm. it's, it, it's interesting to note that 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 really isn't, shouldn't be the full focus. If it's a small shop, yes, they have more budgetary concerns and maybe their problem solve problems are not big enough for FileMaker to work in. Um, to, to work with. Um, I just, I wonder if there's a lot more cycles spent on this discussion than is really necessary. Do you think it's a worthy discussion every other day in, in the community? Well, I mean, I think, I think that conversation is happening. I think part of it is it's helping to clarify what, what Famicus category is. So what Clarice's category is, you know? So, so I, I don't, I don't think it's wasted per se, but I, I think that, I think that people often want certain tools to be the tool they want rather than to meet the tool where the tool is, if that makes sense, or the platform, right? So, I mean, this is true across the entire stack. Like, I mean, hey, I would love for my React components to be like, stupid easy to configure (laughs) out of the box. Uh You know, like, why do I have to, you know, go into VS Code and commit my code and, you know, do a pull request and all that. Can I just click the two checkboxes and, like, shift this? Of course not, right? So <laughs> you can imagine that you're, that's the thing that you want for, for you know, for all you want. Uh, but the nature of that technology platform and stack and tool is that those are the constraints that you have to kind of accept or live with to get the power and value that it conveys. So I think we're making those kinds of decisions all across the spectrum, right? So I, I, I just don't think it's very productive to say, well, you know, uh, I wish FileMaker is more like Airtable or Airtable is more like FileMaker, you know, because if they only did X, Y, Z, then we'd be, you know, whatever, you know, I'm just like, okay. You know, I think they're radically different they have radically, radically different strengths, and we need to kind of position them correctly so that we're playing to the right, the strengths of the right tools. You know? So as far as as FileMaker within itself, there, there there's a part of this discussion. You, you know, we you're talking about technologies. You're 
and what what we have defined so far is sort of like a React based, a JavaScript based, or or uh, whatever, or or FileMaker based. But even within the workings that we're doing in FileMaker, we can still choose a bunch of technologies to complement, yeah. to supplement the system, to build up the system in a perfect way yep. to let it solve problems for clients. So it, it doesn't have to be an either or. We can we can combine no. these in any way that Absolutely. we want. Yep. Yeah. And and FileMaker has like over the past, I don't know, five, six years, I think Todd would say it really started at FileMaker 16 with JSON and insert from URL, but FileMaker, Claris themselves is doing a bang up job of opening up their platform for us to combine these technologies together. Yep. That's yeah, good, I right? I mean, th- that's th- fantastic. Yeah. What is, why, why is that so fantastic? Well, tools that are alone in an ecosystem die alone in an ecosystem, right? So, if we really love FileMaker for the power that it brings, the best thing we can want and wish for it is to have uh, adjacent capabilities that strengthen its you know position in the ecosystem of other tools, uh, other platforms. I mean, there is there is nothing more powerful than a network uh, network effect. Um, on at, at a human level as well as in a technology platform level, right? And we, we cannot be a system of we, we cannot be a pure system of one because the world isn't like that. The world is complicated, it's messy, uh, problems are not uh, uniformly the same, um, solutions are not uniformly the same, and products not uniformly the same, and then they don't serve everybody. So the best thing we can do is to pay attention to how we improve the ways we can communicate and network with each other with different platforms and different tools. And to the extent that FileMaker is thinking and doing that, I think that is a win. Was there a time when FileMaker served the needs of that isolated um, solo universe of of company or something? Was there a, was yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, of course. But but you know. You know, you just wind the clock back 20 years, you know, 15, 20 years. I mean, it, it, communication between apps and internet, uh, um, you know, sharing of, of data between platforms was still really in its infancy and terrible. I mean, the experience was uniformly bad, like, you know, <laughs> and this was even before the SOAP days. And we, People thought soap was fantastic, you know, but even that was clunk, clunky and hard and difficult, right? So you you go way back, and what did people do? I mean, it was sneakernet. It was it was exchanging data, you know, by sharing files or um, import export. But in those days, the environment we we didn't have the infrastructure where. Um, there was this, we didn't have the infrastructure to support, you know, decoupled and and, and integrated um, disparate applications, right? So the impulse was to kind of try to do it all within a single platform, a single stack, right? I still remember the days of like massive 4D and Fox Pro applications, the tons of that. You know, and even .NET when it first rolled out, when everything tried. You know, people were building all kinds of stuff within one single thing, and 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 these applications grew and grew and grew, and they tried to solve all the problems that everyone had, and you know, for all departments and all domains. Um, that is not the world that we're in today. Right? And the world that we're in today is highly networked, highly connected. Uh, data sharing, information exchange has never been easier. Um, you know, it's just amazing. Like today, you want a webhook, you make a webhook. You want a, you want an event, so you make an event. I mean, you know, between third-party and commercial integration platforms out there, between you know, like Connect or Zapier or if this then that, and and even custom stuff, even more low-level stuff like writing, you know, Lambda functions or using Chalice with AWS or going to um, you know, Next.js and doing serverless stuff. I mean, all these things are now like at our fingertips. They were not before. You know, like the the gluing of applications was hard. It is not. It is not anymore. 
it's not perfect, but it's it's you know it's significantly better than it's ever been. How do you see the community, the developers, the ecosystem made up of humans and dev shops? How do you see them transitioning along with the needs of clients, the capabilities of FileMaker? Um, are they keeping pace generally? My, my my candid take on this, Jeremy, is that we're okay, but we can do much better. Okay, as as a community, and I don't I don't see that as a criticism per se, because I I very much feel like I'm one of those people that need to uh, pay attention to. Um, this highly networked world, you know, and constantly be reminded that it's not just FileMaker or just anything for that matter anymore. And yeah, that takes work. I mean, that it's it's easy to just kind of live your entire professional life in one platform or one language or one technology. You know, I mean, there's still COBOL programmers out there. You know, not many, but there's still a couple of programmers out there. You know, and they're high in demand. You know, so. I think there are two ways to think about this, right? One is, can FileMaker developers be strictly native FileMaker developers and not JavaScript developers or not Python programmers or whatnot? Um, I think the answer to that is uh, mostly yes, but I think they at least need to uh, be very comfortable with the common protocols in terms of how we exchange data and how we consume data, how we share data with the world. So internet protocols are critical, like knowing JSON and REST stuff and and at that layer of integration, I think that's 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 really um, a requirement these days. You know, and it will continue to be important. Are, are there any, you, you mentioned we can be only FileMaker developers and I know many people who are, and that's, you know, that's, they seem to be doing just fine in that space, and that's that must be just perfectly okay. Are there any lingering disadvantages to staying FileMaker only? So the the way the way I would think about that or answer that, Jeremy, is that I think that FileMaker is an important core skill. I mean, even in our team, FileMaker is an important core skill. Um, it is it is foundational. Uh, but for us, it's not sufficient uh, because the work we do requires us to be fluent in other platforms, other systems, and other technologies. Now, I can't speak for sort of the bigger universe of FileMaker developers and whether or not you know there there's a career path where you are 100% FileMaker native only and 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 only FileMaker. I I don't. I don't even know if that really matters. Yeah, so so I think the way I want to think about this is uh, let's think about let's think about the language and the framing around this question. You know, we're very comfortable saying filemaker developers. I mean, that's sort of the the phrasing. Like you are a developer that is oriented in uh, on a, on a on a stack, like like you're a Python developer or you are a JavaScript developer. I think at Proof Guys, we are the way I think about it is that we are developers, where FileMaker is one area of competency, and there are other areas of competency that we want to attach to that developer moniker. Right, so I don't see this as a problem of FileMaker developers gaining other skills or competencies and i see this as um, the role of being a developer being a problem solver requires that you have a few things in your tool belt and again for us filemaker has always been one of those components it's not the only one there are developers in our team that aren't filemaker developers um, but there are plenty of developers on our team that are filemaker developers and other developers and i'll say over the long haul and projecting in the future um it's good to have complementary skills, right? It, it, yeah. It's good to have that kind of diversity. It, it strengthens the team. It strengthens our ability to do more. It gives us uh, coverage on the problem-solving stack that we have in mind to to bring to to the work that we do. And ultimately, that's that's what we care about. 
It's it's interesting that you say this whole conversation really doesn't really even matter, or maybe it doesn't even matter. Um, I think it, it sounded like to me when you say we're saying that that it was sort of just like this is a mood question. Let's just solve. Let's just go about solving client problems, um, and choose your path. If it is FileMaker only, you're going to find people that only need stuff done in FileMaker. If you have diversified your skill set and you, you know, you're going to find clients who want that diversified. They want examples. They want problems solved by what you what else you can do. I think I think that's right. Yeah. So there there's definitely a path for both of those people. And so both of those those kinds of careers. So it's there's this the conversation that we're that we have generally in the community about this seems a bit, you know, it's it seems moot. Like I said, it seems it's it's like you said, it just doesn't even matter. Um, how do you tell that to people who are who want to argue this or who want to bring this up? Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's that it doesn't matter at all. And I I think that. I think that the, the the space is very big, and the market's very large. I think we have to be careful about projecting our own needs and desires on to whole swatches of the universe. Right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I I I really believe that if FileMaker native and FileMaker only is where is what makes you happiest, and that that this is where you can thrive and build a business and 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 solve the problems you want to solve. I th- Think you should one hundred percent lean into that and be completely focused on that idea. Um, I'm saying also that you know that's one path. You know, there our orientation is towards a conception of the way we address the problems that our clients need and 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 businesses want. That isn't strictly a f- situated in so FileMaker land. Right, uh, and there's lots of room for that too. It really depends on what you want to do, you know, as a, as a, as an individual, as a, as a company, as a team, and I think that should dictate how you spend your time and energies. Um, yeah, I I know people who are perfectly fine to stay in the in the filemaker only space and build apps that that solve problems strictly in the, with the filemaker objects. And I must admit, I mean, this is a good, good conversation for me because I see things kind of black and white sometimes. Uh, I think that's result of being a teacher and <laughs> my upbringing. But, um, and when I was learning JavaScript, when I was expanding my skill set, I was like, this seems obvious to me that people would want to learn JavaScript because it solves so many problems that, that we will encounter. But that, I mean, I, you're right. That was a sort of a, a bias of my own, like my excitement. I, I don't think I was, was belittling people for not. I was just like, this is doable by every FileMaker developer, you know? So let's, you should invest some time <laughs> in it. Um, but it, it's, it's good to have this conversation because it's, it's like, hey, people can choose their paths and they can go the route they want to go with this. And that's that's perfectly fine. We'll be there to support each other no matter what. If person A is working in FileMaker only and they have a client that wants a calendar or a uh, uh, some JavaScript thing, they can easily reach out to many of the fi- any of the FileMaker developers and ask them for that for the for the help to put that into the system. Right? Um, the add-ons are are a step in that direction, so that. People who don't know any JavaScript can still stay in FileMaker and and just provide that solution for their clients. So I actually see this as a way to increase the community support of each other, right? Reaching out for help, who's an expert in JavaScript or who's an expert in integrations, who's an expert in QuickBooks stuff or DocuSign stuff and get support from each other to... Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I think you know, communities and, and identities are built on multiple layers of, of. I mean, we all have multiple identities. You know, it, it's it, the way we connect is where our identities intersect, right? So, if FileMaker is one of those intersections, I think that's a beautiful thing. 
You know, it doesn't mean that we aren't other things. It doesn't mean that we aren't, you know, interested in, in solving problems in different ways or using other tools or in, in being experts in other fields. It just means that we have this really cool and beautiful thing that we have in common called FileMaker. Yeah. Now, you know, my, my philosophically, you know, I, I, I think it's important that we don't kind of be, we don't try to be prescriptive about, you know, our own ideals, if you will, right? I, I think that, I think we want to be ecumenical. I think that it's important that we, we create a, a as big a tent as possible so that we increase um, the overall market share that we have uh, on around the tools and, and platforms that we choose to play in. That's the name of the game. It, 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 it makes no sense to, to, to want to be to be so uh, restrictive that we we don't invite new ideas and new people and new technologies and new business into the space. That's what we want to grow. We need to grow that collectively, right? And the only way to do that is to, to expand and to be to be open. You know? Yeah, it it does, and, and just let people choose their paths. I'm speaking more to myself than <laughs> than anything right there, but you know, and support them, support them along the way. I you know, as a former teacher, I would still point to things that I know, skill sets that I know, JavaScript being one of them now, and trying to point out the um, feasibility of it by a FileMaker developer. In fact, just before we started recording, somebody in the community was asking about a reservation system, just a grid of colored cells to show when a particular mm-hmm. thing was um, reserved. And he he was doing it with repeating fields, which... I said in my reply, I said, Hey, that's working just fine. If you want to explore other ways, yeah, there's, there's JavaScript ways to do it. Um, So, so hopefully, and I think that's, that's what I try to do in in conversations is not anymore say, Hey, you have to do it this way, (laughs) but here are some options if, if you're interested. So. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm pretty allergic to, you know, any kind of dogma about this stuff. I mean, things are constantly changing. So I think we use, we use the tools to the best of their abilities. And then if we need to do more, you know, and then we may need to go outside of it. And and that's true in any platform. And then the question is simply whether or not uh, you want to do that yourself or you want to work with others to make it happen. I will say that people coming into the platform now seem in my experience in the community and talking with them on this podcast, they are more interested in FileMaker and than FileMaker only. They're, you know, again, I've interviewed this guy once and have mentioned his name 300 times, but someone started in FileMaker simply because it could connect to the, an API that they needed to connect to. Mm-hmm. And that was what he learned first, right? He mm-hmm. didn't learn about repeating fields or mm-hmm. lookups or auto enter stuff. He learned about that kind of stuff. And, and as, as Claris makes the platform even more open, even more, um, the, 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 all of that stuff with Claris connect easily connected to outside services that's going to be the norm moving forward for and, people and a, coming to the platform. And a beautiful story. I mean, if people discover FileMaker because they came into it trying to solve a problem that's out there in the world, and FileMaker allowed that to happen, it is a testament to the strength of the platform. This is what we want. Yeah. The shame would be that they don't discover FileMaker. You know, the shame would be that they're trying to like fix, uh, they're trying to make, you know, uh, the reservation system thing work. They want to push some data around and they don't discover FileMaker as like the right tool to do that. That would be a lost opportunity. Yeah. So, so that's what we should spend our cycles on. That's what we should spend our time on is pointing out how problems are solved, the different ways that problems are solved, the different technologies that are capable in in FileMaker and support each other in their exploration of those. Um, Whether, you know, whether they, yeah, if they decide to jump into the JavaScript, support them along the way. There is a very, very long tail of problems that FileMaker is just amazing at tackling 
I mean, I look at the tools that we built internally. I still reach for FileMaker first for for ninety percent of the things that I think are, you know, things that I I want to kind of to built for myself or for the business of the company, I reach for FileMaker first. I mean, I don't have to. I mean, yes, can I open up VS Code and start banging out some code? But, you know, frequently I just need to get something done, right? So uh, I think we need to celebrate that. I think I think that's why FileMaker is such a critical component of our business. Um, at, at the same time, it's uh, also true that that's not the end of the story. There are lots of different problems, um, and 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 as we continue to to harden our systems and build things, we need to you know expand our capabilities as well. Right? As if people choose to um, diversify and open up their their skill sets, what would you recommend for people to um, to spend their time on? Hmm. So. Like if you're a developer and the question is, what other programming language should I be learning? Is that? Is that... Yeah, I mean, or not even that, but like uh, just any technology, any any technology. I, To me, I consider like QuickBooks integration or something. That's a kind of a technology. It, it's kind of focused, but it's mm. something that's not just FileMaker, right? So what are things that that are out there that um, people should spend their time looking at, whether it is a programming language or even a service that's used 3 million times a day, you know? I think it, it partly depends on where your interests lie. You know, I, I think that if you're on the, the UI side of things and you love prototyping tools, obviously, and you're used to prototyping applications in FileMaker and you want to explore, um, um, more native and richer interfaces um, and and get into some of the JavaScript or iOS stuff, I would recommend playing around with things like Framer and, and Swift UI and, you know, things of that nature. You know, um, again, I'm not necessarily advocating one or the other. I'm just saying it's it's really helpful to see what's out there. And it's really helpful to see what, what how the world is imagining these kinds of uh, design problems. I think if if you are much more oriented towards say programming as a developer, if you love say scripting or writing custom calculations or custom functions or you know FileMaker functions, and you and you're starting to explore what other programming languages that are out there, I would say yeah, look at JavaScript. Obviously, you know there, it's a huge area to explore, but uh, I. Personally, started with Python. Well, no, I, I started with Lisp, then Pascal, then Python, you know, and, and, and now some JavaScript. But but it's not so much that I, th- I think JavaScript gives you an entryway that's um, that that has a lot of wonderful intersections with FileMaker that can that practically very useful and immediately applicable. Um, Python is uh, extremely Easy way to get into. Well, I wouldn't say extremely, but it's a it's a it's a very friendly way, if you will, of getting into uh, quote unquote real programming. You know, and that that, ex- that exposes you to a lot of backend technologies and some really cool stuff, especially in the AI and and, and machine learning world. Uh, if you want to explore that, but either way, what 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 doing quote unquote a real programming language gets you is a kind of brain training that I think is very important. Right? You, yeah. you kind of learn the concepts, you learn the terminologies, you learn the patterns. And then once you get one down, the second one is really not that hard. And your third one is like, oh yeah, I kind of know what what this is all about. You know, So getting a new text-based programming experience I think is important, but pick your own, pick your own path there. Yeah. I recommend JavaScript, obviously. But Python's a good way to go, too. I think JavaScript has actually helped me become a better FileMaker developer. I don't think I was doing a whole lot of, quote, modular scripting until I really started to understand JavaScript. Because modular scripting or functional scripting is not really, you know, it's not really a part of any sort of concept of FileMaker. It's a, a programming concept 
I think, but it's not really that. So, you know, writing a function in JavaScript makes me go, oh, hey, I can write a small script in FileMaker that does one thing and returns the results back to the bigger script, which is yeah. what JavaScript, mm-hmm. how JavaScript is built. So that's made yeah. me a much better FileMaker developer. Uh, absolutely. I think, you know, good programming, like good writing is really good thinking, right? And so um, it's really getting exposed to those kinds of conceptual foundations that are really valuable, you know, whether it's functional programming or object-oriented or whatever, or just or just things like thinking about um, data structures, right? I mean, there's just yeah. ways of manipulating data structures that you may not, like we kind of take for granted sometimes in FileMaker because we have just, you know, a couple of things that we have at our disposal, whether it's, you know, variables or repeating fields or whatnot. But in other programming languages, it's much richer. And so you can apply those concepts to, to FileMaker in a very flexible way. I think that that's the thing that makes us excited about kind of this way of thinking about things. Um, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, this is a good conversation. I think it's, it's, it's worth having and, you know, it, it's, it's good for me to, you know, celebrate and include anybody who wants to learn to go, to go the path that they, that they're interested in going. If it's only FileMaker because it just, it feels good to them and it, it works, then that's great. I love that. And I will, I will, we, I, and we will be there to support them in just their FileMaker topics. Um, we tend to write about JavaScript a lot and JSON a lot. And, you know, those are, those are important to us and what we think about a lot, but it's always good to remember, Hey, you know, there are people out there that are just doing the FileMaker stuff too. So we can get back to the the basics and, and take a look at, at techniques there. So, yep. You know, good. Good conversation. I, I, uh, I'm glad we were able to talk about it. And, um, you know, I'm just going to move on from, from ever having to worry about this or argue about, <laughs> about it. Just, Hey, choose your path and, and be happy there and we'll support you. So that's good. So, you know, I'll, I'll say, I'll say one more thing here, Jeremy, in, in kind of closing, right? There are very few tools out there today that really allow subject matter experts to, and, and domain experts, you know, people who are not traditional, you know, computer science or programmer, uh, uh, traditional developers, not trained as, as developers. There are very few tools out there that allow people to build things in a digital space and build them well. I mean, yeah, you can make like little things here and there with, with some online platforms and there are emerging tools, obviously, in the low-code space that sell this idea but that is a really powerful idea right and that that's something that's been in the FileMaker wheelhouse forever you know and i think it's really important that 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 is not lost like we celebrate that because at the end of the day it's not about whether developers are uh, are happy or not like i mean i'm not interested in making developers lives easier necessarily like that's that's we can do whatever we want professionally to 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 um to add value to this world whether it's just you know learning new tools or new programming languages the the real problem that i think that's out there is that for this world to be increasingly connected in the right place in the right way for people to to increasingly uh stop doing wrote mundane, meaningless work and to try to, to share more information and, and build more things that, that that get at your dreams and aspirations, that these tools need to be available to users who are not, quote-unquote, programmers, mm-hmm. right? So I think that that for a lot of people, what we traditionally think of programming it's not that important. Programming is really just, you know, just thinking about how we connect things together and automate um, actions and handle logical flows of decisions and data into a process. And any way we can express that, any way we can connect things, people, humans, and software and information together to allow that to happen, I think is, is good. There's a long-winded way of saying that, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, 
what new programming languages are best or what should we be learning next? I mean, ultimately, everyone's going to be a programmer. Everyone's going to be a programmer. It's just the real question is what's, what are the tools they are going to be using to make that happen? That's it. Cool. All right. Well, thank you, Ernest. Uh, it's good to talk, and uh, your calming voice is is good to have over our airwaves, giving us unparalleled wisdom that only you could do in your <laughs> in your meditative much, kind of voice. <laughs> oh, it's too much. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm glad to I'm glad to get your time, and uh, we'll we'll definitely get back. Um, yeah, we'll. We'll get you and Todd on again and, and talk, you and Todd and Steve, and talk the company more. And I'm excited to interview more people from, from Proofgeist. And uh, so, yeah, thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Jeremy. Appreciate it. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that brings us to the end of another episode of the Context Podcast. This was a good discussion, and I'm glad Ernest, with his calm voice and thoughtful responses, was able to give us his thoughts. Listeners, we're interested in the topics that you have in mind. Please reach out at thecontextpodcast at proofgeist.com with your thoughts. And hey, we'd like to have you on. We're interested in diverse voices and perspectives in the Claris FileMaker community. And as it was the topic of this episode, those technologies that are relevant to our stack. So please consider joining me. I can't wait to talk with you and learn from you and from your expertise and your perspective. Also, please rate us at Apple Podcasts. It's the most impactful platform out there. The more reviews, the more this podcast is boosted in this space. We would really appreciate that. All right, well, we'll see you next time on the Context Podcast.